Welcome to the Jesus Loves Me podcast. Welcome, Kingdomites. Kingdomites? Haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> That's Jenna Rowling. And that is Sharon Lucy. Good afternoon, and we have a guest, Yvonne. And we have another guest, Jonathan. Hello. Yes. Hello. So today we're sitting around, um, and we're like, let's do a podcast. So it is a really spiritually dynamic kind of day. There's a lot of stuff going on in the supernatural. And so we might talk a little bit about that. It's also really windy. Mm-hmm. Trees are down. All over. Like that kind of wind, like branches. Like on top of your car kind of down. Yeah, and under the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And over the car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Where should we start? I don't know. I think you guys were talking on the way up here about what the wind's doing. You want to share? Sure. As we're driving up here, the Lord told me that he's cleaning out the area. He's um, clearing out the air with the wind. You know, he's moving all the, the filth, the... Uh, the junk in the area, basically. I can feel it. Yeah. You know, it's like the the negativity that gets stuck in the air. It's like gets stagnant, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, spiritually, as well as actually physically gets stagnant. So the wind really does do that. What else is it doing? It's shifting. It's clearing out. Not only just the garbage, but it's clearing out remnants from past, um, th- things from different ages that have been trying to stick around. He, he's clearing and he's shifting out the winds and he's saying that new winds are coming in. New winds, fresh winds. And they're, during the shifting, um, you know, w- w- something that's not expected. Something that's not expected and it's to be expected at the same time. Nice. He's also knocking down the old ways. Yes. See, yeah. Some of the rooted trees that have been there represent the old ways of doing things, and he's bringing in new foundations, new ways of of moving and being in alignment, and physically and spiritually of having to do certain things. He's um he's bringing in new ways of living, new ways of physically working, new ways of making money, new ways of entrepreneurship. And new ways of serving him, you know, staying in alignment with him. Yeah. Absolutely. We've really switched. And we've talked about this before on this podcast where we've switched from like the old, there's been the shift. And for the years we were waiting for the shift and we were like, the shift is coming. It's coming. It's not here, but it's coming. And it seemed like it really hit at the beginning of this year, 2020, which, you know, this year has been crazy negatively, especially, but it's been interesting supernaturally because of all of the shift that's happening. And I think that's part of what this big wind is doing. It's really, it's moving things. Yeah, They're new. Clearing it out. Yeah. <laughs> and we are going to be doing new. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, new, new ways of prayer. You know, new ways of fighting the enemy. Yeah. All new. New plans. Yeah, new mm-hmm. strategies. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. You know, he showed me the strategy, actually. The strategy that he's beginning to implement into his people 
is no longer fighting with an anger, but it's fighting with the love. So it's a completely different strategy because the enemy's expecting fire to fight fire. Right. But when you turn around and you fight fire with water, it's going to extinguish it immediately. So the love that's coming around, it's going to be a love that's never, it's it's pretty much the agape love that's going to be pouring out of his people. It, it's going to be in such a way, it's not even, to be, I can't explain it. It's just Well, it's like, I mean, boring. if you can think of scripture, right? We have fountains of living waters. We have Ezekiel 47 with the river, the healing river with the trees next to it, you know, so... Mm-hmm. And there are just so many scriptures about the Holy Spirit sort of representing water and oil, depending on where you're reading. Mm-hmm. So that makes total sense. Yeah. And I love that because love is a foundation of what we do with Hardwired for Life. And mm-hmm. this particular podcast is like love is our, yeah. <laughs> right. It's what needs to happen in the season. Mm-hmm. The agape love, like you said, you know, not just conditional love yeah. and the i mean the greek talks about all the different kinds of love and then it categorizes them into like a friendship kind of love a brotherly kind of love um and then there's the that unconditional you know god love mm-hmm. which is we can't even understand it you know there's no way we don't have words for it in yeah. our human vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And and the more you experience and encounter God, the more you understand that you can't explain him. Mm-mm. You know, it's really, because we do, we put him in a box, right? Yeah. We all do that in different ways. Absolutely. But in order to take him out of the box, we have to yield to his love and we have to open up ourselves, um, which isn't always easy to do. Because of surviving and we're always either in survival mode or um, preparing for an attack defensively, mm-hmm. you know. And to be able to open up and just stand in the agape love is it's a hard thing to do. But you can do it by just little steps at a time, getting to know who he is in the word. Getting to know him in, through prayer, getting to know him through fasting, um, forgiving, which is the hardest thing to do, forgiving those who have trespassed you. You know, agape love comes in certain ways and it'll fall on you. You don't have to go search for it. It'll start coming on you and you'll find like, oh, what's this feeling? You know, and it's healing. That's the greatest part about it. It's healing. And in it, you'll find peace, something you've been searching for, but you haven't been able to find it, or it's not tangible to your mind. And it just comes into place. Yeah, yeah. But thank you. That was a really good way to explain it. I love that. And it takes courage to yield to him. You know, it takes takes a little risk because, especially for some of us who have been rejected, it takes risk. Yeah, and I what I'm hearing is is it's it's being in union with him. Yes. So it's hard for us to accept we're created in his image, which is good. It's all good. But we have to let the flesh man die, let the carnal man die, and then work on walking in the spirit so we can be like him. 
But it comes back to self-worth. Absolutely. It comes to believing that you are a child of God, mm-hmm. that you weren't a mistake, that he knew you, he really knew who you were in the womb. Yes. Even though he knew things were going to happen, he knew you and he loved you in spite of all that ahead mm-hmm. of time. Right. And he never left you even though things happened. You may not have seen him because he was crying over you. You know, he didn't just stand there and say, oh my God, look at this. He was sitting there weeping over you. You know, and and it comes in standing in, in alignment with the word, even though it doesn't make sense physically, logically. What the word says, it's it's coming into alignment, bringing it into alignment with your physical being, your spiritual being, and your mind, and your soul. I am a child of God. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. There it is. You know, um, I'm, I'm a, a Proverbs 39 woman. You know, it comes into these things where you stand and you look in the mirror and you go against what is logically coming up to you. You know, where it says, I'm worthless. No, I'm not worthless. My father loves me. You know, I'm valued. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm his favorite child. And once you start speaking that back into yourself, your self-esteem is going to come up. And then you're going to find, hey, you know what? I am lovable. I am worthy. And God does love me. And you're able to surrender. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, surrender is the big one. That's really hard for most people. Of course, all of us experience that, right? Yeah, surrender is a hard one. And we're talking about identity here. You mm-hmm. know, and you're like you said, your worth and your value as a child of God, and it's so hard to understand that sometimes, um, especially for those of us who have had trauma. You know, yes. in our in our childhoods or or whenever um, violence, trauma. And we've all experienced some form of abuse, abuse mm-hmm. you know, and it could be verbal abuse. It could be physical abuse. It could be, mm-hmm. uh, it could be that we're abusing, mm-hmm. we're the abuser mm-hmm. or um, addictions or gosh, so many different ways mm-hmm. that the enemy comes against us mm-hmm. to try to get us off track. And like you said, out of alignment with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, just to go on identity. I mean, I'm just going to go a little bit deep here about my stuff. Um, you know, back in my past, I used to sit there and I would tell dad, I would tell God, take me home. I don't want to be here. I feel like there's nothing here for me. I'm not home. And I would always tell him that I don't see anything for me. He had to remind me and take me back to the point where before I was even born, I was actually outside of the womb and I see myself being created. Hand my hand, I seen my body being created. He was molding my hands, my feet. And he says, you don't understand the plans that I have for you. And he goes, turn around and look. And when I turn around and look, I seen a bunch of scrolls. Wow. And the scrolls that he was began to input into me were not only giftings, but it was giftings of identity to understand who I am. Beginning to understand and beginning able, being able to walk into who I'm called to be. No longer did I have this mindset of take me home. No longer did I have this mindset of I didn't want to be here because honestly, my heart hurt a lot and I used to go through um, suicidal issues and it just, it tore me up. It really did. And at the point one day I was, I was so upset and I was so mad at God 
I actually said something to the devil and I said, take me. And God laughed. He goes, ha ha, very funny. You were consecrated to me the day you were born. Out of your mother's womb, you were consecrated to me. And I said, okay. And I didn't want to sit there and just be stagnant anymore. Because at that moment when he laughed and he told me that there was an anointing that dropped that allowed me to understand and see who I partially was at the time. That gave me the confidence and that gave me the ability to see past what I could see. So when I began to pick that up and began to run with it, I began to understand to get out of gangs. I began to, to walk away from that life and began to understand who I am as a man of God, as a child of God. I'm a son and a king. I am an heir to a throne that he has for me. You know, um, it just, it's, it's our timing, our self-identity, and just keep, just keep seeking God. The more we seek God is the more we begin to understand who we are. Mm -hmm. To this point, I question about my authority. And I ask him, I want to know my authority. I want to know you like Enoch knew you. I want to know you like Elisha knew you. I want to know you like Elijah knew you. Because from what I've seen, I'm not only that, my biggest one right now that he has me staying, and this is my heart's desire, is to know him like David knew him. Because the Psalms, the king's treasury is the Psalms. But when the Psalms was written, not only were they songs to the Lord, they were also songs of brokenness in order to stay broken and stay in alignment with God. Right. Dang, that was awesome. Um, and my head is swimming because there are so many things that I want to respond to that. It's like, first of all, being suicidal. You know, I, I've been there. I've been there. And... It, the last time that I was suicidal, I will never forget it. It was on my birthday in 2009. And I went down that road. I had a plan and was about to execute the plan. And God came to me and was like, like, what are you doing? You know, and I was like, but you're not helping me. You're not, I, you know, I'm suffering, you know, and He's, he, we actually made an agreement that if I didn't do it and I stayed alive, that he would show me who I am and he would, he would help me on a daily basis with my life. And I would in turn commit to him. And so that vow has taken me to a whole different place in my life. And it's gotten me more spiritual encounters because I've gotten close to him and I've really sought him. And I was going to also say, like, ask, seek, knock. You know, like he says, he's right there. Just keep seeking him. Keep asking. You know, he's not going to ignore us. Um, and it's unfortunate. I know that there are a lot of people who feel that way. Um, but there is hope. Yep. Very a lot much. of the times, though, we ourselves block the block the ability to seek him in our, in the process. We self-sabotage. Yes. Without even knowing. Um, we get in we get in our own way. You know, sometimes we just have to remove ourselves from the situation and everything we're thinking and lay it down and and just put it down for a minute. You know, God says, test me. He says, test me. 
And and I challenge you to ask God to give you an encounter, mm-hmm. something so real that you can't deny. You know, I had to ask God for an encounter. I had to test him because I was ready to walk away. I refused to be on a, a losing team. And so in testing him, I had my encounter and I continued to seek God. He answered. As Jana was saying, he's not going to just shine you on and say, hey, ignore. He's going to be like, all right, I got this. I hear you. But we have to lay our own ideas, preconceptions, anger down, and we have to let him move. We can't put up, oh, wait, let me test you and put a stop sign up. (laughs) You know? And yet we do that, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we do that constantly. I don't know. I have done it a lot in my life, I confess. And it's something that I'm continually working on is making sure that I'm not getting in my own way because I'm really good at that. I'm a pro. (laughs) I'm good at that too. But it's a process. It is. It's a total process. It's a a slow process sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the more you press in, the better it gets. Yeah, and you can look back and go, wow, here, here's where I am today. Where was I a year ago? Oh, my gosh, I don't even know that person. Right. You yeah. know, because he changes us completely. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. You know, it's back to even, you know, a year ago, you could have been in so much depression, so much anger. To the next year, hey, what's going on? There's so much joy about you. There's so much release. There's so much freedom. Yeah. And the old chains have fallen off. You're smiling. You know, there's joy. You know, you're you're interacting with people and you're not so isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what's coming? Yep. You know, that absolute freedom. Oh, my gosh. And, and download. We were just talking about our ability to remain humble. And you kind of alluded to that or mentioned that where it's like you have to get into that place of, like David, you know, kind of that brokenness, you know, and he honors that he, and, and the word says that we are to suffer like Christ suffered. And nobody wants to read that part of the Bible. You know, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Mm -hmm. And yet we're suffering Mm -hmm. and we're judging ourselves harshly, like incorrectly for suffering. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm suffering and I can now feel honored where years ago and not too many years ago, like I was suffering and I was suffering, you know, it was really painful. It was horrible. And I kept asking God, why, you know, why did you give me these or or allow these, not that he gave them to me, the enemy did, but allow these, these horrible um, diseases in my life that are supposedly incurable, you know, like why? And um, now I'm like, I'm kind of cool with them. It's okay. This is a process. And the the weaker I am, because what does the word say about, it, it was about Paul's thorn in his side, right? Yeah. And Paul asked for that thorn to be removed. And the thorn was a message for, from a messenger of Satan. And so we don't know exactly what that thorn was, but it was obviously something not given by God. Right. Yeah. And he asked God to take it away and God didn't. And said, 
you know, is my, isn't my grace sufficient for you? Because in your weakness, I can be strong, Mm -hmm. you know? So in our weakness is when he can be strong through us, but it's that weakness of like submission, you know? And I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, Lord, I just needed to be personally, I needed to be knocked down a few pegs. I admit it, you know, in, in terms of like, I was on my own track of success. Yeah. I had my ideas of what I was going to do when I grew up and they didn't have anything to do with where I'm at today. <laughs> Nothing. Preconceived notions. Exactly. I thought one thing was success and now I see success from God's point of view mm-hmm. and it's totally different. Plus the biggest thing is they all forget that when we do that, so he gets the glory, mm-hmm. not us. Very true. So he gets to be for forefront in the forefront. Yep, not us. What? Not us? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Listen to that, you guys. That's like the wind, the wind chimes. We barely, the house is creaking. We barely hear the wind. It's like a little bit of wind chimes, <laughs> but things aren't blowing off the roof. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> is it over? Is it over for today? And I got really sad. The basil plant blew over back there. Oh, our garden. Yeah, we're going to have to look at that. That's, oh, yeah. The, and that is our garden. One basil plant. The rest of it. The rest the of it. got the heat or we ate it. Mm-hmm. There was that. <laughs> there was that part. <laughs> Season's over. New plants. Time for new. Oh. I'm pretty what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The season new of newness. Yeah. Um, it's a shifting, a shifting in the times, a, a new season for planting. You know, yes. the, the the oats and the barley have been shifted so many times. But it's a newness that's coming over them because there's a new a new season of oat and barley that's gonna rise. Wow. And when they finally rise, it's going to be such an impact where where nothing can even touch it. Where God's going to end up doing some, something so critical with the nations that no man can even touch it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, you know, it's, it's so exciting to see something rise, to see what God's doing for it, to see him just es- excavating the land to even the spiritual land, to even shifting the airways and just preparing and bringing in the preparation for his people and for his bride because the bride is coming soon. It's coming to a wholeness. Yes. Um, and, and, and it's not as fast as what we expect it to be because right now what he's doing is he's literally taking a single thread and he's going through the bride's, the bride's gown and re-sewing it and sewing it and sewing it and sewing it. And he keeps doing that for the perfection of the bride. Wow. Well, and what's been torn, he's also sewing it for what's been torn apart. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he's repairing mm-hmm. what's been ripped, you know, and whether it was intentionally ripped or unintentionally, he's he's preparing. And he's making it right. So, and he and he keeps saying, you're on my day. You're on my day. You know, we're running on his days. And 
his days are not our days. And we don't know when his day is that he'll come, but we need to make our hearts right. Yeah. And yeah. and make it make it so that we're humble upon him. Mm-hmm. We're walking in humility. And that that when that day comes we we want to be able to look at him in face to face. Yeah. And have no regret. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And not have to think, oh, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to say, hey, Abba, I love you. Thank you for loving me. I worship you. Mm-hmm. We bow down. You know, we want to be at that place. You know, and, and it comes in humility. It does. It, does. it yeah. really does. You know, even to piggyback off of that, um, patience. I specifically pray for patience, and I've had many people tell me, don't ask for patience. Because it's it's the hardest thing to ask for. Mm, Okay. And I knew, and I told that, I said, I know what's coming with it, and I know the rewards that are coming with it, but I know the ground that I have to travail. And during this time that I've been travailing through the ground and constantly and constantly plowing through the ground, I have seen the wonders of God moved in my life. I have seen myself become such a humble man to, to a point where I, I can't say anything except it's all God. Mm-hmm. The, um, my identity, my identity took time and patience to, to come to even love him and understand how to love him with the brokenness. That was with patience. You know, it talks about it in the Bible. Let patience have its perfect will in you. Wow. So with that, when we sit there and we really listen and we understand God's timing, you know, his day can be a week or his day can be a year. But as long as we hold steadfast to his ground and to his word, there's endless time. There's endless time. The time will automatically freeze. Yes. Hours will go by without you expecting it. Or sometimes I've, I've sat there. And I've, I've had dad time. I've had daddy time with me and him. And I would literally pour my glass of wine, read my Bible, and I would pour him a glass of wine. Hours would go by. Nobody walked by, and all of a sudden I look up, and the, the glass of wine was half empty. Wow. So just being impatient and spending time with him allows him to perfect you more and more and more mm-hmm. so that he can move through you with no hesitation, with no hindrance. And even with that point of love. Because in order for the agape love to just move freely, there can't be any blocks. Right. Well, I'm going to step out on a a limb here. It's like a twig. That's what it feels like right now. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to say, will you pray for me? Because I have blocks. And I, I do, I admit that. Like, as much as, times I spend with the Lord, I still hesitate. There's still a doubt. There's still a fear. There's still something. So would you guys pray for me? Definitely. (laughs) 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 Yvonne's like coughing over here. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Father God, we just ask right now that you just move mightily in her life consistently. That the hesitations and the fear that's coming, whether it's past or fear of the present, or fear of the future, Father God, that you just move it, and you remove it mightily right now, and you take your hand, and you grab her heart, 
and take a hold of it and immediately begin to pulsate your blood through her heart so that she will continually focus on you. That the blocks will no longer be a block. That the hindrance will no longer be a hindrance. That there will be no more blockage against her eyes. No more hesitations. No more anxiety. We just come against it now. And we ask, Father God, that you move with such a healing today. And such a process. Right now, Father God, I ask that you send down the angel healing. Yes. And that you begin to war and comfort her day and night, and you begin to heal her. That no more. Oh, No more shifting and no more unbalance. No more unbalance. No more wavering. No more. Lord, I just thank you for her. I thank you that her heart is chasing after yours. I thank you that her heart is a bold. Lord, I just pray over her. I just pray that you remove any tainted things that still reside. Lord, any residual hesitations. Lord, I pray you remove it right now. Yes. Lord, I just pray you fill her up from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Yes. You fill her with healing. You fill her with hope. You fill her with your glory. Lord, and I pray you fill her with, with more and more understanding. And that you give her words that vibrate from her mouth, that Violently penetrate the enemy's camp. Yes. Lord, I pray that the words from her mouth will come out colorful and vibrant. Lord, and they'll be able to be seen. Yes. As in colors and as an animation that they'll speak life, continual life. And that she speaks continual life over herself. Yes. No more harm. No more harm. No more self-doubt. Lord, and I just pray you cover her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. That as she sleeps, she has pure sleep. No more restless nights. Yes. Lord, I pray over her. And I seal this with the blood of Jesus. Let me just ask right now, Father God, before you seal it. That the words that come out of her mouth will be words of revelation and understanding to those that she comes across. That as they hear the understanding of your word and your revelation, Father, that they will begin to swiften and heighten in elevation to gain closer leverage to you, Father God, and becoming closer and more one with you. So we seal this in the blood of Jesus, and we thank you, Father God, for who you are. We thank you, Yeshua, for who you are. And we can't thank you enough that when your blood hit the ground, Father God, that it purified the land. It purified the land so that way we can walk on it. That way we can reach your people and speak your truth and your light. And we seal this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Wow, that was awesome. Oh my gosh, I felt every second. And I was seeing it. I was mm. seeing the colors and the, oh my goodness. Thank you guys so much. And for for all of you who are listening, um, if you felt that part of that was for you or the whole thing was for you and you you resonated with it, that's awesome. Take that. Take that to heart. Um, wow, that was really cool. Mm. So, are we done? I think so. I think think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget to spread the word. Be you, share you. Bye. Bye.